0: Great companies are all about the people. Good people become great leaders, mentors for work and life. Welcome to Learnings from Leaders, the PNG Alumni Podcast. I'm Andrew Tarvin, humor engineer, and I'm Roman Segel, recovering marketer. Andrew and I both got our start at PNG, the Procter and Gamble company, where we both had the opportunity to work with some amazing people. And as you may know, many leaders across industries got their start at PNG. In this series, through conversations with fellow PNG alums, we have to go deeper with the leaders you already know but want to know more about how they got their start, how they make it work, and what keeps them going.
1: It's kind of like bringing a microphone to a cup of coffee, or in my case, hot chocolate. On today's show, we're talking to uh, each other, actually.
0: Yeah, that's, that's right, Drew. We wanted to give a little more context on how this whole PNG Alumni podcast thing got started.
1: It is a fascinating topic of conversation. So how did it even get started? I don't even remember at this point.
0: Well, I mean, it's a longer story, but you know, it, I think it actually starts with how we both found PNG. Um, because everyone starts at PNG; you begin your career there. And look, I was an engineer from Alabama. Wound up getting my MBA because I didn't want to go into the defense industry, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I'd been doing web and graphic design on the side, and then this company called Procter and Gamble uh, asked me to interview, and I'd never heard of them. You know, I thought they were a law firm. And, uh, you know, they saw I'd I'd been doing some internet-y stuff. And so they gave me this, like, really cool job doing digital marketing. And they flew me up to Cincinnati. And I fell in love with the city and the people and, you know, was working on big brands. I got to do assignments all over the world. I got to travel. Um, I just learned so much. And look, after about eight years, I ended up in New York. And it, it came time to move on to the next thing. I went to another big package goods company. Uh, I spent about six years in startups, but throughout my entire career, the connection with P and G people remained a constant thread, whether it was um, people I actually worked at Proctor with like yourself, Drew, that mm-hmm. we just maintained a friendship or um, people I met along the way that also came from Proctor and how great they were. And, then I somehow discovered the P&G Alumni Network, which you'll learn a little bit more about later, but it's this group of ex-PNGers that we get together for conferences, there's online stuff, we meet at industry events. Uh, and I started to get more involved with that because I just started to meet even more excellent ex-PNG people. And then I started listening to way too many podcasts that had nothing to do with anything. Um, and I feel like you and I just had a conversation somewhere in New York City where we started the idea of maybe doing a podcast together. Um, I'll let you finish the rest, but how did, how did P&G and g and p alumni come to life for you, Drew?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, the fact that you thought p g was a law firm is hilarious. And it makes me think of what type of law firm they would be, like if they would be good. Like you, you're representing someone in court and then boom, you bust out like Pringles. No, not even Pringles anymore. You bust out Tide. Like you can wipe, you can wipe the charges away. I don't know. That's not a terrible, <laughs> terrible joke. Um, but no, so the way that, you know, P&G, I, I'm the opposite story. I knew, I think I was born knowing what P&G was because I grew up in Cincinnati, right? Global headquarters for Procter & Gamble. And it was, you know, I grew up lower middle class, neither of my parents have a college degree. And in growing up in Cincinnati, you know, everyone knows people who work at p and you know that they are a company that takes care of their people and that you'll have exciting work, that you'll have a, a comfortable living, uh, you'll do interesting things, you'll live in Cincinnati and have, you know, good standard of living, all that kind of stuff. And so I knew pretty early on about Procter & Gamble and also knew of it as a place that I would love to work at you know, when my family got our first computer, when I was like in the sixth or seventh grade, I was like, I fell in love. I was like, I understand computers way more than I understand people. I'm going to do something with, with computers, probably at a big company, ideally at PNG. So I went to Ohio state, got a degree in computer science and engineering. I did PNGs, they had like a, between your, um, freshman and sophomore year, they had a, uh, it elite program that you go. That was a week long thing. So I did that. That led to an internship. The internship led to a full-time job. And I graduated from school thinking like, this is set. This is a thing that I'm going to do. And I started working at, in Cincinnati at first. And then later two, I met you. Mm-hmm.
0: that's yeah, when I met you th- like new hire college or something like that. Exactly.
1: Right? Yeah. You were leading a new hire college. Cause I was uh, a year or two, uh, you know, behind you. And that's where we first met and you know, we connected over our nerdiness. And then I went to New York and you came to New York a little bit later. And uh that's where we actually started to to hang out a little bit more. And along the way, though, in, in college, I started doing improv and stand up and fell in love with it, started to incorporate that into my work at PNG. And this is what I love about uh Proctor is that I proclaimed myself the corporate humorist of Procter and Gamble.
0: I remember that. <laughs>
1: And no one stopped me. That's what was insane to me is that like I assume that someone from HR legal would be like, you can't just create your own job title, but no one ever did. That people helped me set up an internal blog. I was at humor.pg.com, and I would talk about you know the the five F model of unleadership and all this other stuff, and would do I would MC like award shows and events that I shouldn't have even been attending, meeting really fascinating,
0: interesting uh, people along the way. And. But I, that what's, what's, what's really interesting about that drew is P and G. Yes, there's a hierarchy. There's, you know, CEOs and presidents and VPs, but everyone's on a first name basis and Mm -hmm. no one's afraid. Like that new hire college thing. It came up because I just went straight to the CIO and said, Hey, I think we should do this. Like go for it. And (laughs) the leaders trust their people. Um, everyone's approachable. and, And it, it just comes back to the people. So sorry to interrupt, but like, well, and well, no, I mean, but it is. And it's, it's
1: because it's also a promote from within company. So you have to invest in the people. You have to develop your people. If you're not taking a majority of people from, from elsewhere. And that development helped me to, to grow. And then I would give back, you know, I, I was big on the building, the organization side of, of the business of giving back and humor. And I fell in love with that work and realized that speaking was stand up with a message. And so, you know, I built the the internal corporate humor thing and it ultimately ended up leaving PNG and to, to focus on that full time. So I run a company now where we teach organizations how to get better results using the strategic tool of humor. And with that comes speaking, with that comes being a guest on a lot of podcasts. So then when you and I were chatting about this idea of like, hey, the alumni network is you know, a way for me to get mentorship for some from some fantastic people for us to stay connected. Cause I remember when I was an intern, I actually I met up uh my goal was my my manager gave me the challenge to join up with as many people as I could. So I was like So explain what a join up
0: is. Explain what a join up is
1: (laughs) that is a one on one meeting a bilateral. It is a uh networking lunch. It's a what but it's a very PNG term for you're just meeting one on one with someone. Uh so he's like, do as many join-ups as you can. So I did 30 over the course of 10 weeks. And my first Did you, question get, all, did to people, you get a lot of learnings in them? I did so many learnings. Uh we were aligned learnings. on so many learnings that we had to come back to uh in our semi-annual meetings. And uh yeah. Uh love the language of P And uh in those join-ups, so I would ask a question of why are you still here right like so for for a number of people they're like oh i thought i'd be there only for 5 years and then would leave or whatever and i would talk to people and like okay so why are you still at png what do you love most and it got to the point that i had to disqualify the answer of the people because that was the number one response every single time i asked so i had to get to the point where it's like okay besides the people why are you here what do you like about it and then even after leaving png talking to alumni asking people of okay what do you miss most about png it's still the answer is the people. And I think, you know, as we were chatting, what became interesting to me was one, not just being a guest on a lot of podcasts, but getting the opportunity to talk to some of those really cool people who have done some incredible things and who are also so willing to give back.
0: You know, in the post-PNG world, right, the rest of my career is I've interacted, yes, with people I came up with at PNG, like you, old bosses who are now at you know massive companies or starting startups. And they've continued to pro- provide just like really good mentorship, um, friendship, guidance. But then, you know, when I discovered the p Alumni Network and started going to a couple of events, I met people that I never met at the company, whether they were the executives I'd kind of heard of, but they were so approachable, um, whether it was like former CEOs or former heads of countries. Um, but then I met some other people that just, you know, had a similar job to me, maybe in Europe or in India or Latin America. Um and we could just, there's like a common language or a common values of we're all on a first name basis. Uh, no one's too precious for each other. And, you know, if I bring it back to the state of our life that we're Andrew, I I would call us, we're, we're designing the show that we want to listen to, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're mid-career professionals. Um, you are a young kid and I am an old man. No, we're, we're about the same <laughs> age, but like we're in different stages of that mid-career professional. You know, we're both trying to navigate the balance of succeeding at both work and life. and um, you know for me um a young family uh trying to balance my career ambition with wanting a full life beyond my day job and then a guy like you who's starting a business um and doing it on your own in challenging times but mm-hmm. I, I and and whether and then there's the other folks who are you know leaving procter maybe they're going to google or another big company um or they're changing their industry they're in or they're moving to a new city or a new country and we're all seeking advice, and the common thing a lot of us come back to is the lessons we learned, the people we met at Proctor. because well,
1: and like you said, they're like with with P and G people. There's a certain mindset, a mindset of of giving, of helping, but also being proactive and doing something about it. So as you know, because I was thinking about this as well, I was like I could, I could just reach out to different people and have great conversations with them, mentorship, join ups or meetups or, or conversations, but recognizing how much value that would provide to other people as part of the benefit of, you know, this, the, of the podcast of how do we leverage the, you know, PNG network, these incredible people that are willing to share their alumni story as alumni, their stories, but also can we record it? And I think that's what has been really cool because we've been really privileged to to have some incredible conversation with some of the biggest names in business and beyond. And they've been now recorded for other people to to listen to. And I think that's what's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, hate, I hate name dropping, but we kind of have to do it, right? Like <laughs> we've on this podcast, what you're going to hear um, over the next few weeks, few months and a few years, hopefully is I mean, just here's some of the names of the people we've already interviewed and we're excited for you to hear. But former P&G CEOs, John Pepper, former P&G CEO, Bob McDonald. Chip Berg, the CEO of Gleevice, yeah, and Whitman, yeah. the CEO of Quibi. I
1: had a great conversation with Jorge Montoya, a board director at Gap and Kroger Company. You had a wonderful conversation with Sarah Matthews, a former CEO at Dun Bradstreet. I chatted with Jim McNerney, the former CEO of Boeing and
0: 3M. You know, there's a lot of names people haven't heard of. And so we had the privilege to talk to executives from companies like Nike, Marriott, Lyft, Salesforce, and Google, all of whom got their start at Procter & Gamble.
1: Yeah, and there's, there's many more to come. Actually, I am I am convinced that if William Proctor and James Gamble, the founders of P&D, were still alive, they'd be asking to be on the podcast.
0: Uh Well, first, I think they'd be more concerned about how our voices were coming out of this little black box in their pockets, but yeah.
1: Yeah, or their horseless carriages because that was, what, 1837-something, whatever, <laughs> right? But no, like... In all seriousness, no, it, it was these were some really great conversations, not your standard exec interviews, not the 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 PR thing that you see as, as part of whatever. It's just digging a layer deeper to
0: these humans. Yeah, it's, um you know, who they are, but who they were, what motivates them, what they've learned along the way, what they're excited about going into the future. Um, just some really good conversations.
1: Yeah. Meeting the human behind the the name. They're fantastic. Super excited. We're super excited for you to hear these conversations. I mean, especially our first two, where Roman, you chat with uh, one of P&G's former CEOs and all around fantastic human being, John Pepper.
0: Yeah. And you, know, you guys are going to love Drew's conversation with Meg Whitman, who's the CEO of Quibi, which just launched. Um, but if you just look at her resume, she's been the CEO of eBay, HP, and she's just worn ton executive hats along the way and she's learned a lot of lessons um, across multiple industries
1: yeah two fantastic interviews both available as of this moment that i'm saying this thing as it's uh, launched and so we're
0: super excited for you all to listen hit subscribe hit next start listening
1: and that's our show like what you've heard, please subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform. For show notes about this episode, links to things mentioned, or requests for sponsorship, visit pgalums.com/podcast.
0: Follow us on Twitter at pgalumpod. We'd love to hear from you. Learnings from Leaders is a production of the PNG Alumni Network, a global nonprofit founded by former PNGers committed to community enrichment and philanthropy. With more than forty-five thousand registered members worldwide, the network connects alums through global conferences local chapters, industry events, and online content. Our nonprofit foundation supports economic empowerment in communities around the world. To find out more, visit pgalums.com. I've been Andrew Tarvin. And I'm still Roman Seckel. Thanks for joining Learnings from Leaders, the PNG Alumni Podcast. We'll see you next time.